Titles, go. Bigger bumper booth. Goat teeth. There's no happiness. Stratomatic. All that punctuation. <laughs> Mustache rides. Bricked. Rideshare scooter gangster. New low. Thought some thought. <laughs> I'm not a 15 year old girl. <laughs> a pronoun too far. Without her spoon. Jumped right out my head. <laughs> All that butt. <laughs> All right. Let's do this. Warning. What you are about to hear contains explicit language, adult themes, and potentially disturbing content. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts and do not reflect the opinions of anyone else, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. This podcast is intended for an immature audience and should not be listened to by anyone, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. You know, fuck it. You've been warned. That's your business. Hello, welcome to this week's very strange edition of Geek Pod. I'm your host, Paul. I'm Hugh. What's up, bitches? I'm Kevin. <laughs> okay, all hands up. I'm Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, what's got you geeked? There is no geeked. There is no geeked. There is no happiness. I mean, besides the fact that, you know, I... Last week, I said that I, I didn't think I was going to be able to be here. Luckily, we didn't have to do it because my back was hurting. My back's still bothering me. I'm still sick. That respiratory thing came back. I, I went through a course of uh, steroids and everything. I still can't completely breathe. It just sucks. I feel like crap. I'm exhausted all the fucking time. And I planned on coming here. And when you said, what's got you geeked? I planned on showing you my brand new shiny fucking awesome Steam Deck. And? And, and telling you how amazing it was, how it is everything I've ever wanted in a handheld, how I sat there and played Assassin's Creed Origins and Fallout 3 for the four days. It worked until it bricked last night <gasps> while I was following the instructions that they gave you to install the Microsoft uh, Game Pass. Oh. From the Steam website. Hey, this has a desktop mode. Connect a... a a keyboard and a mouse to it to make things when you have to type stuff easier so i did i connected this fucking thing to it i had a little adapter for it and the screen immediately goes off nothing you can't get anything to happen at all i i even go as far as since it won't turn on i'm like it's stuck in the state people said you know this has happened before i took it apart and unplugged the battery so to make sure it was off then plugged it back in to try to restart it absolutely nothing but when i press the power the light blinks every five seconds, as long as I hold it down. Nothing. It is dead. And I wow. looked on the internet and found out that it's a thing. Yes, if you plug in a cheap USB-C accessory to this, it will brick your entire deck. What I want to know is why isn't this a sticker on the front of the fucking package when you open it up? 
Because who decides? No. Does the deck itself do a cost-benefit analysis and decide, hey, this is a cheap USB thing, this isn't? How the fuck are we supposed to know that? So now right. I've been waiting over 24 hours for Valve to get back to me on an RMA for this almost $700 piece of equipment that I had for four days. Ugh. If you can imagine Ouch. how fucking frustrated I am right now. Ouch. I, I... That sucks. And yeah. while it worked... It was fucking amazing, guys. It was everything that I've, what I've tried to get with the Vita and tablets and all the things that I've tried to piecemeal together, the perfect portable, it was actually it. And now I know that Valve will replace it. They're good about replacing these because they know that there are some that have issues, but it could be a month before I get it back. And I'm just, I'm angry. I'm walking around angry all day. It just completely soured my mood and I can't get out of it because I would actually, I'd lay in bed and think about, oh, this is what I'm going to play on my deck tomorrow. I mean, it was like, it was my best friend. <laughs> I was thinking about naming it. I was so happy. Uh. <laughs> I just, nah. yeah. I don't know when the sun's going to shine again. And of course it's been fucking dark and rainy for like a week. My ankle's killing me because of it. Just everything fucking sucks. Sorry, man. Yeah, that, that really out. does suck. I'm yeah. sorry. You know, um, I mean, if it makes out. you feel any better, I, I think we got a couple of good um, title options out of it. So, oh, yeah? yeah. He's we'll like, about- that's fucking great. I'm glad I could help. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. <laughs> I think one of the titles should just be like, <laughs> how do you spell that? Like rah, rah, rah. just like this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, that really does suck. I'm sorry, buddy. Yeah. Moving um, on. Is Jack yeah. frozen or is he just really good at sitting we, still? How does Corbs follow that? <laughs> he doesn't. How do any of you follow it? Fuck it. We're done. Good night, everybody. <laughs> no. Okay, see you, bitches. <laughs> Jack's already out, so. I like Jack better this way. He's an early adopter. <laughs> You said you weren't supposed to pick on Jack anymore. When did, As when did much. I'm pretty sure well, there were specific guidelines. Or any less. More or less. You, might, right. well go, you might well go ahead, Corbs. Jack will be back. Eventually. Maybe. Maybe not. Uh, for me, it's not too much. I mean... Or bye, he's Jeff. gone. There you go. <laughs> bye, Jack. Uh, God, I had something and I forgot what it was. Uh... I don't know. I mean, I guess this weekend uh, got to go to a wedding on Friday. Looking oh, that's the one where you got to wear the suit. Shorts and a t-shirt, right? <laughs> I'm going shorts and a t-shirt. I'm not going to be able to get into the wedding, but that's besides the point. Take a picture and send it to us, Corbs. I want to see that shorts and a t-shirt for sure. You might wear all the time. I mean, <laughs> right, I mean, yes. I think he just wants a picture of you. <laughs> so no, I, yeah, I mean I'll be dressed up, so I'm happy about it, but got to do it. So yeah, I got to make the girlfriend happy once in a while. Yeah, so I mean it should be it should be a fun wedding. I mean, is it open bar? Or good food uh-huh. spread or what's the spread? There you go. There yeah, you go. open bar. So <laughs> good. I, I don't drink all that much, but you know it's nice to know that I can go up and grab a beer if I want one. Or or why not? So there you go. Or you could drink so much you'll be single by the end of the reception. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> but how much I drink? Well, I don't know. I mean, we're riding up with her brother and sister-in-law, so and they, they like to drink. And then when I get with her brother, it's an all-on. <laughs> Not like that, Paul. Not like that. Hey, we don't judge. Love is love. <laughs> right? Love is love. Love is love. But yeah, so should be should be kind of it'll be a fun time. So what? somebody's getting texted. That would be me. That's not, not, a <laughs> not me. That was like not a deep a... vibrate. Yeah, not me. Uh, it was me. Don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> are you moving on then, Corbs? Yeah. I'm done. Gavo. I got a couple things. Um, it's uh, go look at snowmobile season. So it's uh, the preseason for uh, sleds. So all the grass drags and um, manufacturers shows are going on. We've got a show coming up in um, uh, Syracuse, the Big East show in October. Um, we've got um, uh, New Hampshire sled drags. That's up in uh, Epping. That's a huge, huge, huge show. Second only to uh, Heydays, which they have out in the Midwest, which they just had a week or so ago. Um, so that's happening. All my reservations, uh, Snowdio, which is Old Forge. Um, it's the season opener for upstate New York. Ah, Snowdio. That's cute. Not really. <laughs> oh, he smile. <laughs> yeah, whatever makes him happy. You know, whatever makes him It smile. was sarcasm. Yeah, no, I, I take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, Did you, you went to these last year, didn't you, too? I go every year. Yeah, I go, I go every year. Anything uh, catching your eye, Cobb, that looks good? Oh yeah, I almost bought a new sled for this coming season, and um, I've been looking at it. Um, uh, Skidoo or BRP Bombardier Recreational Products, the company that owns Skidoo, um, they came, they brought a brand, a European brand, to the United States uh, last last season, two seasons ago. Uh, Lynx. Now you, you ask yourself, well, why the hell would Skidoo need another brand? Really, really, they're almost identical. There is a couple of major differences. The they do different body work on it, so there's the bold new graphics look. But the rear suspension is completely different. It's a uh, it's designed for very extreme off trail and hard, rough terrain. And um, the the sled's doing very well. Uh, this year they brought the uh, 900 turbo. Uh, off trail sled, which they have, we haven't really had here. We've only had trail sleds, but nothing really for, you know, off trail, you know, playing in the deep stuff. Well, they brought it here uh, for this coming season and I almost bought it, but I just couldn't stomach the price tag. And it's ridiculous what they want for sleds, brand new sleds. So with the season's getting shorter and shorter, I'm just going to continue to run what I've got. My, I've got a 2018 skidoo that I've been running in. and, and it's fine. It works great. It love, I love the sled. I have no reason to upgrade, but there is definitely a sled out there that I would love to have. Um, uh, all the manufacturers are doing a great job. They, they've got amazing, you know, they, they handle very well. They're, um, they're, they're very good fuel mileage, uh, very reliable uh, machines, um, and they're a lot of fun. You know, you can have a lot of fun with them. So a lot of, a lot of good stuff out there. The great thing about the shows, though, is that sometimes there's deals on clothing or accessories, you know, aftermarket parts and stuff. Uh, quick story, um, a couple years ago, I mean, the first year I went to the New Hampshire show, Epping, um, was the year I bought the front and rear bumpers I've got on my sled now. And the only reason they're special is because they're custom made and the front bumper has an LED light bar on it. The rear bumper has some special coals on the side 
make it easier to pick it up. But and they look really good. They're color matched. They look really good. There's a company Backwoods uh, Backwoods BMP out of um, Maine that makes these bumpers. And the the first year they had really advertised them, you know, this is back in like 2019. Um, the first year they had really advertised them, they were having a hard time keeping up with orders. Very small shop, very custom, doing everything everything uh, by hand. And I had I knew I knew that that's what I wanted. I knew what that's what I, you know what I was going to get. So they were giving this guy a hard time. It ended up being the owner. I didn't know it was the owner at the time, but they're giving this guy a hard time online. And I defended him on a couple of forums. I'm just like, look, they're a small shop. You know, they do a good job. They're trying to get back to people. You know, just you know, give them a break. He remembered me when I saw him at the show, and <laughs> it was hilarious. They just had a little trailer and a little wooden, you know, countertop thing. And here I am, I'm handing him, you know, $750 cash. And he's writes me a receipt on a post-it note. You know, I mean, my wife freaked out when I told her what I did. I said, I, I don't care. I trust these guys. I know they're going to do a good product. And they did. They delivered a phenomenal product. Looks great. Works great. Um, and it's warrantied. It's, the, it's one of the only aftermarket bumpers in the industry where if you hit something with it and you bend it or break it, they actually uh, provide you with a new bumper for a, a very reduced cost. So it's not free, but high, it's very reduced. So the only ones in the industry because their stuff is really, really good. Every single year I've gone back, I walk up to this, their booth, which is getting bigger and bigger and you know better and better. I walk up to this guy every single year and he always remembers me because the first year I brought my buddy and I brought another buddy and they both bought bumpers and then other friends have bought bumpers. And I mean, everybody just goes to them and buys bumpers. He just, he's like, Oh, Kevin, how you doing? He's always throwing me shirts and hats and stickers and stuff. And great guy, just, just great, great, great people. But that's, I mean, that's snowmobiling. I mean, it's just, that's the way it is small community. Um, so it's really fun to, it's really fun to go back to those. Nice. Um, yeah. Really, really good time. I had something else I was going to say too. And I forgot what it was, but no, that's, that's good enough. Yeah, that's, that's all I want. That's just good enough. All right, Jack. Um, yeah, we haven't recorded in a couple of weeks. I was gonna say this one last week, but I was really excited about this one. So, um, I know uh, he was touched on this quite a bit. So his wife's um, writing books. Um, I don't know if I ever told you guys I'm writing a book. So, um, yeah, the past fifteen years, um, I've been actually writing this book, and um, I'm not publishing it anytime soon. It's like. It's like um, Dan, our good friend, um, at that um, then makes his own games. It's my pet pro. It's like it's my white elephant. This is like my baby project. I've been working on this one for a long time, so um, I already know my title. So it's gonna be called "What If." So it's a coffee table book. What? Go ahead. What, Paul? I'm pretty sure that was taken. What? What? But it's but it's like my own personal theories, though. It's like what if? So like Wait. I've been. What? Go ahead. Go. You need to put three dots on the end. I was just going to say that I'm going to put three dots with three exclamation points and three uh, question marks, but like there is <laughs> the whole, the whole coverage should be taken off with like all the, the punctuation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what if and then exactly. All right. Good. Sure. <laughs> all right. So, um, yeah. So like you can turn to any uh, chapter you want really. So like, um, like I've done already 15 chapters of this book, like 10 pages a piece. Um, like what if, John Candy never had a heart attack. So I go into a whole specific what I think would happen. What if Jim Morrison did not overdose? And uh, throwing some sports in there, like what if Roberto Clemente didn't die in a plane crash along with Rocky Marciano? 
Um, I recently just finished like, what if Kurt Cobain did not commit suicide slash um, murdered? So like, what would have happened if he lived longer? So I just finished that one up because um, for five days, I did have to quarantine because I had COVID. But for those five days, I thought some thoughts up with Kurt Cobain and I put some thoughts together. What would happen if he was still alive today? Which like, I'm probably going to publish this book like later in life, but not right now. Like, I really enjoy writing it and I just want to continue adding to it which it's kind of cool. It's not like a normal book. You can just put it on your coffee table and then you're like, oh, um, what if Malcolm X was not assassinated? What would have happened? I just give you like, like the, what I think would happen like with some theories that I have in my head. So it's kind of neat. Mm. So I'm always looking for like new ideas. Like it's not just history. It's not just sports. Um, it's just like other people in history. So like, I just think it's kind of neat. So I would dedicate to my family and friends and all that. But um, I have a kind of an idea what I want the title to look like, but it, it's always a work in progress. Hugh, you probably know this with your wife. You're like, eh, I don't like that. Like you're always like crossing out ideas and like, you're like I want to write this, but I don't. So it's a book. Like I, like I say, I'm going to publish it, but like my friends want to see a little bit of it, but I have not shown anybody this. Ever. I have an idea for you. What, what? if Paul fixed your fucking logo? <laughs> hey, it Think could be. It doesn't. It doesn't fit the theme, though, Hugh. I, I, there is a theme to the What If book. Nobody almost, died in that one. Well, I'm almost thinking that the What If book might could probably use a different title. What if fill in the blank didn't die? No, but I'm I'm also doing other ones. Like um, I'm also experimenting. Like what if like George Washington was never elected president or something like that? Like I can go like do, like other territories like that. So, but I hear what you're saying. They do sound like what if they didn't die. So like, um, like I, most of them are like that, but it's kind of neat. Like I do, I wrote one on Jim Croce, like during college when that was kind of fun, but that was kind of cool. Like, um, like I wanted to say that one last week, but that's pretty cool. It's got me geeked. I've been writing a little here and there, but that's good stuff. Was the Jim Croce one? What if time wasn't in a bottle? <gasps> oh, that, that would be kind of cool for a name of a chapter. Yeah. Message. That one's free. <laughs> You're welcome. Cool. No. I got a book on collaborator. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Back to you, Paul. What do you got, man? <laughs> All right. I, I've got two things. One, um, took in a film wait, last week with wait, a couple wait, of my. Wait, I gotta ask what? You I gotta ask you We're this not question. going to break yet. Shut up. I gotta ask you this question. <laughs> Are you seriously wearing the shirt of the movie you went and saw? Yeah, but don't, I'm not at the, the, the show. I can mute you. Hold on. I'm not at the show, so I'm not that guy. And I got the reference <laughs> CPU, wasn't it? PCU, correct. PCU, that's what it was. <laughs> Don't be that guy. Yeah. No, it was even worse because I was actually wearing the Quick Stop work shirt that was featured heavily in the film. You were. Yes. You were that guy. I was that guy. Yeah. <clears throat> it was a passionate um, movie theater, though, Corbs. Back to you, though, Paul. It was passionate. Yeah. Though. Do I get to go now? Or is- no, 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 no. no. Do I talk or do you, or do you talk? Who goes first? Um, I'd like to talk about Clerks for a minute. Can we do that? The original? Because I think everyone's seen Clerks. Yeah. Clerks 3, actually. Oh, I'd like to talk okay, about Clerks one. 3. Uh, are, are the two of you who haven't seen it cool with that? Yeah. I don't know what he's about to say. That's fine. Okay. I think he was giving you. I went and one. spoiled just... myself on purpose just because I knew you guys were going to talk about it. Okay. Go ahead, um, Paul. So we're gonna we're gonna start right here now. I'm gonna I'm gonna give the high sign when we start this and when we end it in case someone wants to fast forward through so they're not spoiled. Okay. Wait. So we're gonna talk about the movie now instead of in um whatever. Yes. Well, we called? could if you everyone would stop interrupting, Paul. Midstream. Yeah. 
It's kind of weird though. All right. Uh, so whatever. Here we go. Um <laughs> so yes, yeah, so like I was saying, we went and saw Clerks 3. Jack, Kevin, myself went checked out the film. Um wow. I was not what I was expecting going into, and that is not in any way a negative. It was a phenomenal movie. The the funny parts were fucking hilarious. And um then the drama was wow i a lot of people are saying it but i have to say it i have to say it is the best performance that either one of those two have put on screen ever uh being brian o'halloran and jeff anderson uh you, you can't like, say like all five performances they've done um actually o'halloran especially has been in a lot more than that has he okay yeah jeff anderson, um, but yes i mean those are the collectively the ones that matter here yeah <laughs> I was um, questioning your choice of words, not either of their acting skills. Just yes. for the record, I like O'Halloran because uh, he calls me names. I, I do agree with you, Paul. I, I think I think they they definitely um, gave their gave their all on this one. Mm -hmm. What you're saying, though, Paul, like um, going into it, I was going to be excited no matter what. But stepping out of it, my reaction of that one was wow, because you laugh, you cry, you laugh again, and then you're crying again, then you're laughing your ass off again. So. It was very good. And then you walk out of the theater, just not quite sure how to feel. You even get a 20 minute behind the scenes at the end of the movie. It was just so cool. Unless you got to pee, then you get about five minutes of it and you'd be like, all right, I got to go pee. Right, Kev? Yeah. <laughs> I came back though. I came back and I watched, <laughs> watched the rest. I mean, I stood, I stood in the hallway and I watched it. No. Whatever. Well, keep um, going. I'm interested with your take. I'd, I'd like to. Thank you. I know. I'm waiting for you. <laughs> um, uh, just uh, going back to it, if you guys remember, Jack and I, made a bet and if uh what was it you said that there would be over the that the end credits there would be a homage to like clerks or something yeah like just a bunch of, of clips from the movies and stuff um that was paid it was um honestly it never it never needed to be paid because we ended up both being right and both being wrong at the same time uh the 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 homage homage is um is there but it is not over the end credits. But I still paid up anyway because I considered Jack was close enough to getting it. So I was a man of my word. I'll buy you a beer next time I see you. So <laughs> all good. Uh, I don't think I paid you enough. Then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll get you a nice keystone or something. <laughs> <Right>? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we're gonna we're just gonna put the elephant in the room out there. What? That like this is definitely the the last Clark's movie. Like that's. Well, it has to be like. Yeah. So, um, Corey, I mean, the story can continue, but not as we all know it, right? I mean, you could do one with like Dante, like on his not Dante Randall on his like deathbed, and then like, um, Dante come back as like a force ghost or some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, he'll be like, he'll be like, he'll be like, he'll be like, are you okay, Randall? He's like, where are you going? He's like, oh, I gotta go see Becky now, see you later, <laughs> or something like that. That was tough, like, that was the big gut punch for sure, yeah. Go ahead yeah. and say it, Kev. I, I lied to you. Go fucking lied to me. We're sitting yeah. at the Bullfinch pub before the movie, and we were talking about something, some other movie or something where someone died. Very good beer, by the way. Yes. Um, and I said, Yeah, I don't think you gotta worry about anyone dying in this. Hmm. Well, it did it took all of what, maybe 10 minutes for me to be wrong in that movie? It happened about the 10, 15 minute uh, mark. Yeah. I don't even know if it was that long. 
it was just rough because like we were going into it we're like we did the math we're like okay becky's kid and dante's kid will be 16 he'll be a teenager yeah no nope uh you find out very quickly in the movie that becky died in 2006 well you find out she's gone you don't find out till later on when it happened no, if you looked at that picture, it had 1979 to 2006. Oh, did it have that on there? Okay. Did we all think though, like we thought it was a failed like um, pregnancy? Like, did she die? Yeah, I, I thought it was a complication from her pregnancy until right. they tell you near the end of the movie that she got hit by a drunk driver and it killed both her and the baby. Yeah, yeah. I had no so. idea. I'm well, they showed of... they showed uh, Dante um, at the, in the hospital. hospital. Yeah, when, when she's getting wheeled in, now you noticed she was pregnant. Yeah, I didn't you can, notice that. Yeah, you oh, can yeah. see the the bump. She had the bump at the end of Clerks too, Kev. Like also, like no, I know that. But when they wheeled her in, I saw you know the, she's on a gurney. She's got all this stuff on her. For all I knew, it was one of the EMTs bags. I didn't right. know. It was, I didn't know she was pregnant. Yeah, so I had no. So I had no idea when when they wheeled her in. It, it did not occur to me that it happened directly after Clerks two. And it was kind of cool watching Clerks 1 and 2 to go back into this because you see, like, in my opinion, I know it, it was great when Dante was at the her grave just talking to her. And then she's mentioned all the celebrities that she's fucking in the afterlife. And she's <laughs> yeah, talking about half the mouth from Clerks 2. I was like, <laughs> okay, that's just perfect. And, like, he's just, Brian, how do I say his last name? I don't want to butcher oh, Halloran? Yes. Uh, him, but his, his crying. I was like, my heart was pounding. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm feeling for this guy. Of course, Rosaria Dawson's drop dead gorgeous, but that's not the point. But you're losing your wife. Yeah. What was it? I don't think were they married? Did they ever say something like that? Did they? Get, they did they say married? because also on that same picture it said um, Becky Hicks. So they must have gotten married. Yes. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, phenomenal movie though. Um, I. I I was screwed up over the ending for a few days. Like it just I didn't sit right. Like, and I was just, I mean, walking out of there, we're all just kind of a little bit of chit chat, but everyone just kind of, <laughs> like, it was just, it's kinda definitely like the, the same ending. way you walked out after seeing Tusk, but for different reasons. I actually enjoyed Tusk. Oh. It was kind of like how we walked out of seeing um, Justice League, Hugh, when we went to the screening. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That whole same, like, upset, like, what just happened feeling but again for different reasons <laughs> so exactly then we oh. came out of it because we were so excited to see it and then oh then justice league happened <laughs> so this dc though you had to expect that wait was it justice league or batman v superman i don't know we had it might have been batman v think, superman yeah i don't think i saw justice league in the theater i think it was batman v superman okay yeah, I think you're right. I think it was that one. And so it was because I awful. wouldn't have gone to see just Justice League after that. So yeah, I'm not sure if I saw it in theater. Now that I think about it, yeah, I think I waited for a home for release streaming. Yeah, or, yeah. Yeah. No, but what you're saying, Paul, though, back to Clerks Three for a minute, like no, because like in the trailer though, like you see the trailer. Yes, yeah, so we've all saw the trailer millions of times, and we're like, okay, yeah, Randall has a heart attack. He wants to make a movie. Yada yada yada. But then you see you're watching the whole movie unfold. Then Dante gets the heart attack, and then when they then Randall shows him the movie where they're in like the hospital, in the hospital. Yeah. holding each other's hand. Those were like the tears I feel they were so genuine. It's like he's like, You're my best friend. I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna cry. 
that was when it got me is when when he said you're my best friend don't leave me that hit i, I cried during the movie multiple <laughs> times i'm not gonna lie i did <clears throat> should be expected though um that's how we do the 90s son <laughs> that was funny <laughs> yeah and the cameos just in the the um audition scene which is where that they put cool. all of the cameos. That was fucking that great. That was cool. That was cool. What was really cool, they had, <laughs> of course, they had Impractical Jokers. They had three of the four, but then Joe shows up. I'm like, yeah. how that? No, but because Joe's not with them anymore. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, there's the Impractical Jokers, but then there's Joe. Yeah. So What did his parole officer mm-hmm. accompany him to set so he could be there that day? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But you, well, got your ben Affleck, you got your Ben Affleck cameo, of course. They didn't show his ankle monitor. <laughs> um any other thoughts on it guys like what i mean because you had said in, in our chat kev that you really wanted to talk about clerks three i want to give my point of view okay being a, a fairly new kevin smith fan yes i think calling me a kevin smith fan is, is much a yeah bit yeah. of a stretch yeah, because you've seen the three movies one time each. Yeah, those three movies. I don't mind them. I mean, I think they're funny. I uh, it's a good time. Uh, I think that Kevin Smith thinks a little bit of himself a little bit too much. Actually, that's a that's twenty minute, twenty minute self proclaimed diatribe at the end of the movie about the making of the of all of it and what happened and how it went was a little much. I thought it was odd that that's what we got after the credits because that's basically like a feature for the Blu-ray. And I'm wondering if they only put that on there because it was a fathom event and they always try to do bonuses with them. Or maybe they knew the only people going to see this fucking movie were hardcore Kevin Smith fans. No one's like, Hey, should we go see clerks three? What's that about? I mean, if you don't know what it is, you're not going to see it. Hugh, you, you don't know how right you are. As I generally I sat, do, actually, but thank you. <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm confirming the fact that you think you're great. Anyway, um, <laughs> so we're sitting, I'm sitting in the brewery, I'm sitting in the bar, and the only people, now normally, when you're in Carousel Mall, you know, you're, you're afraid for your life. <laughs> Not that Tuesday I wasn't, because the only people in the mall were fucking geeks. And I mean, comic book shirts, the QsCon guys were there. I mean, if you were a Kevin Smith fan, you were not in the fucking mall on Tuesday night. That's that is that is it. It is the only people that were there and the people that worked there. But I'm telling you, it was hilarious. It was absolutely hilarious. I got multiple texts from him with the amount of geeks that were in that bar. Well, I was on my way there. Mm. Yeah. Freaking funny sitting there listening to him talk about the different stuff and See, and you're seeing the way they were dressed. I mean, it's, it's completely obvious that these guys, you know, everyone, and then they all, and they all were in the theater. Every single one of them was in the theater. Just about, yeah. Men, women, and they, there were some women too. A couple, I think they were female. I don't know. There were. <laughs> <laughs> there was. There was a pretty cool uh, um, uh, cosplay too. Uh, Jay and Silent yes, Bob. Yes, the Jay and uh, Silent Bob. They were uh, awesome. Uh, yeah. Man and a woman. Yep. Yeah. That's pretty cool. All right. So do we have any more Clerks 3 talk? All right. Then moving on to my second point. The other thing that I have 
that's got me geeked is we have one last live appearance at a con coming up this weekend, September 24th and 25th. We will be at Finger Lakes Comic Expo slash Horror Expo at Del Lago Resort and it's Casino. Resort yeah. and Casino, I think. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Yes. I mean, um, if, you, if you have to look it up, I don't think that, you know, your Google Maps, your Apple Maps are going to send you to Del Lago Pizza Shape or Del La- or Shop or Del Lago Asian Massage Spa. You know, there's only one Del Lago in the area. Wait, you should be good. You Wait, never know. There's an Asian Massage Spa down there? Wow. I don't think so. Oh. Um, But we'll be there. We'll be hanging out. We're going to try and get some uh, cool footage. We definitely have gotten the green light for interviews you i'm hoping you're excited about that at least or you probably were four days ago i was four days ago yeah. okay good uh because they've got a pretty cool lineup of guests um one of the original writers i'm looking at you uh, hugh to make sure i get co- this right co-creator of the of uh, night of the living dead basically uh um yeah he, him and uh, uh george romero mm-hmm. um they knew each other basically he came up with the idea he had an idea you know, what about this guy walks up? It's John Russo, by the way. We haven't said his yes. name yet. What this, this guy comes upon a bunch of ghouls eating people. And he's like, that was the idea. He pitched it to George. Romero went away, came back a few days later with a 40-page treatment of it. And that's how it started. And they co-wrote and created the first movie. After that, um, I don't know exactly what the they couldn't agree on. I mean, people say there was some sort of disagreement, but they appear to have amicably parted ways. And the way they split the rights to it was that um, John Russo would take Living Dead, the Living Dead moniker, and uh, George Romero would take Of the Dead. And they went off and they they did their own film series uh, without screwing up the canon of either one. You know, Romero nice. went on to do all the uh, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, all that. And uh John Russo went on and created uh, Return of the Living Dead, one and two, you know, the, the funny ones where we get the whole brains, zombies eat brains things. Uh, but they all came from the same, uh, the same seed. You know, both series started in the same place with Night of the Living Dead and then moved on from that in different directions. Kind of cool. We wouldn't be able to do anything like that these days. There'd be right, people no. in court and, and shit. Uh, but they were, well, they probably had to do it because it, it, I don't know if you know this, but they actually never had the rights to Night of the Living Dead because they forgot to copyright it. Oh. It, had a, it had a different title at first and they changed the title and never copyrighted it. That's why you see so many different versions of Night of the Living Dead. I can make, I can actually take a copy of that movie and sell it online completely legally because no it, it's it's public domain nobody owns it wow and, and it has been like from the start so that they, they really kind of dropped the ball on that well that's too so, yeah but yeah <laughs> i mean so so basically you know you look at zombies are a huge part of our culture now um even if the walking dead isn't as popular as it used to be um zombies are, are memes and we we use pop culture phrases i mean it, it's it's permeated our society and zombies as we know it he is 50 percent responsible for that so i would say i mean people always say george romero the the godfather of the zombie genre i feel like he got to give russo the same credit because it, it was kind of his idea to begin with right yeah, yeah. I mean, that's he came really up cool. with the idea it's kind of like the start of geek pod isn't it kind of I said, hey, Paul, have you ever wanted to do a podcast? And then you went to, out and built a podcast. So. Right. And also, we had a, a different name originally. Yeah. Um, so you married a geek. Yes. Yeah. There's there's some trivia for one of I you was gonna I was going to say uh, during Jack's but got me geeked. I was going to say, so, uh, what if 
we had named the podcast so you married a geek but i thought it was too deep of a cut no one would get it but you brought <laughs> it up so i can yeah look at that <clears throat> um all right anyway so yes yeah. we're gonna be there there's a hell of a lineup of guests uh instead of me listing them all off why don't you guys just take a look at this what are those the action fingers what is that no watch the clip right now oh okay. you miss, you're missing a finger That really depends. Sure. Right. <laughs> All right. So now that you've seen the ad, yes, look at that. Like huge lineup of guests. It should be a really good time. We're gonna have a blast. Um, we've got some stuff lined up. Corbs has demanded that we actually try and record a mini episode or two while we're there. Demand. It was a demand. Lord Corbs had spoken. Corbs, you're you're laying the smackdown on this, aren't you? <laughs> But anyway, I uh, just wanted to make sure I got that out there. Um, we're looking forward to it. We should have a pretty good time with us. Two-day show, like I said. Uh, doors open for pre-sale early birds at 9. The regular show is at 10 o'clock, 10 to 5 on Saturday, 10 to 4 on Sunday. Come on out, hang out with us, buy some shit, meet some cool folks. And us. So We're not cool? No. Depends on really who you ask. Yeah. <laughs> just, okay. just making sure. Oh, just double checking. <laughs> by the end of the weekend, since when have five white guys with opinions ever been cool? We might be cool at a con. You never know. We are getting more popular. I would feel a little bit by you one. Feel? Only you. because you're here, Jack, <laughs> and your mustache, Cobb. The girls love you. I don't know which one, but we love the mustache. <laughs> mustache yeah, free mustache rides at fingerlakes.com. Oh, that's a loaded offer, dude. Oof. Oof. On that note, I think uh, I'm going to throw it to Kev's Tabletop Review. All right. So... This week, um, I don't have a game review for you guys. 
What I do have is information about yet another con. I don't know who knows this, but I think all of you need to hear this. In Syracuse, there is a tabletop convention. Happens every year now. This will be the third year. The last two years they've had it. Well, I don't know if they took a break for COVID or not, so I can't really say what years they've had it. But anyway, CuseCon is happening this year, September 29th through October 2nd. And it's going to be at the Ramada and Carrier Circle in Syracuse, New York. So they have a website. Just look up CuseCon, and you're going to go right to it. It's uh, tabletop.events, and then there's a bunch of bunch of stuff after that. We'll probably also have it in the show notes. What's really important to, to mention here is that they're going to have uh, they're going to feature 1,000 plus games in a library that they have, 24 hour gaming area, a vendor hall, play and win prizes, trivia and discussion panels with some amazing industry special guests. Now, some of those industry special guests are folks from like the Ticket to Ride series of games and um, other game creators. Uh, it goes right through the list. I, I could read through them, but if, if you don't know who they are, it's best off that you just read the website and they do a little searching around to see if there's somebody you might know. Um, what's also interesting to note is that, and I, I found the, I found the uh, sponsors page. One of the main sponsors of this con is play the game, read the story. Ooh. I mentioned them, mentioned them a few times. I like to go in there. They have been getting more and more inventory in their store all the time. If you're looking for something and you're not sure exactly what it is you want, go in there, talk to the next folks behind the counter. They can make great suggestions. They've made great suggestions for me. I've never been let down by them. Um, and they have a phenomenal um, uh, inventory, just, just a great store full of all sorts of stuff, books, you know, comic books, uh, graphic novels, uh, games, um, Funko Pops, other action figures, just a ton of stuff in there. And if, 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 if you don't see it, ask them about it. They might just have it. They also have, you know, the card games and uh, dice and all sorts of other fun stuff in there. So uh, very happy to see that they're one of the sponsors. Um, lots of other sponsors for QSCon. Uh, Paul and I, and I don't, I don't know, we're going to try to probably help, hopefully get some of the other uh, Geek Pod uh, guys to go. But Paul and I are definitely going at least one day. Keep in touch with us on our Facebook site. We'll let you know what day that's going to be. Um, we're not, we're not uh, 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 camping at a table there. We're just going to go and see everyone and say hi, introduce ourselves, let them know what we're doing. Hopefully, um, hopefully maybe they'll be interested in, and you know, some of the, some of those folks will be interested in talking to us like they were at the last con. Wellsboro. Uh, yeah. Yep, at Wellsboro when when uh, when uh, Paul at all talked to the other uh, game creators that were there next to them. So I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing what they have and what they, what kind of stuff they talk about. But I wanted to talk about that today because that is coming up really really soon. Yeah. So hopefully, so Paul will get this you know get this. Uh, 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 podcast out to you guys and hopefully you'll hear about it and and maybe we'll see you there outstanding i've been into play the game or whatever whatever it is um they don't have the game that i'm looking for what were you looking for that's an old game sports game i used to play it's called stratomatic strut o strat strat 
Okay. What is it about Corbs? How do you play? What What is it? It's just, it's a it's a board game, dice game. They've got baseball, football, basketball, and hockey, um, and college. They had, they had college football for a while. Um, my brother and I grew up playing it. A bunch of our friends. It's basically you know it's just what it's what it is. You get a, you get a a team. So let's say you get the for football, you would take the Eagles. And you'd, pet, you'd set your lineup, you know, you'd have all your quarterback, your running back, all that stuff. And then you just pick. So you'd play against somebody else and you would pick, you'd have like a, you have a card and you pick like if you want to do a run or a pass or whatever. And then you, you, if the person you're playing against picks right, then you look on their card for the yardage or whatever. Um, if you guess right, then it goes on your card and there's, it's set up into two, two, two columns and, so that's for the football one. Baseball one is basically the same thing. You get the the team, and then you're playing against the other team, another team, and and whatnot. So and it's just roll you roll the dice, and you look on the card. It's it's two die. Um, you look on the card, and you 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 know you figure out what happens after each play. So so we used to well, play. Have I got some information for you? I've been on go, their website. Go to boardgamegeek.com. Okay. And on there is listed two different listings on eBay for Stratomatic baseball. Now, I looked for Stratomatic uh, football and they did not have a listing for it. Yeah, I've been on, and I've gone to Stratomatic. Oh, oh, here it is Pro Football, 1968. Now, the baseball wow. game was 1962. The football game was 1968. And. Playing with John Unitas. <laughs> The geek market has three games, three, kind of one, two, three, uh, Stratomatic football from uh, $20 to $10. You might just be able to get it there. Yeah, and, and they've got their own website. They now have a, a digital game that you can play too. So. Oh, cool. Yeah, nice. so I've, I've, I've been looking into it because I, I, I want to have, so I was going to have something where I could get it and give it to my dad and my brother and we could play online and whatnot together because that's, we used to do that um, when we were, my brother and I and my dad, we're in when my brother and I were in high school, later in high school and first into college and whatnot. We, my brother would come home and we'd play. We'd sit down in the basement wow. and play, you know, play basketball. You know, me and me and my brother against, you know, me and my brother play against each other, my dad and my brother, then me and my dad. So it'd be it's a, and then you, you, know, you took the, the time for the basketball, we'd have to stop watching, you do twelve minutes and all that stuff. Or, yeah, twelve minutes and you, you know, we just went through the whole thing. So it was it was fun. I've been looking trying to find a way to get back into it. We started getting into hockey um, when my um, my nephew was young. When we first got together with his now wife, um, we we go to my dad's house on Thursday nights and we sit around his kitchen table and play hockey, dramatic hockey. So it was kind of fun. So I was hoping maybe to get back into it, get my dad, and my brother back into it. Nice, something to do for, for family and whatnot. So. They're, they're all listed on BoardGameGeek.com, and I just looked up Stratomatic Pro Basketball, yeah. uh, 1973 that was released, and that's listed on here, but it's a little expensive. Well, it depends on a 74 edition for $14 or a 73 edition for $60. eBay has four listings from $112, so okay. that might be, be a little bit more difficult to get, but BoardGameGeek.com, I think that's, uh, that's going to be helpful for you if you uh if you intend to get one of the older board games okay play that oscar robinson edition there corbs there you go little oscar and blue <laughs> center before he became cream they i was just gonna say that milwaukee bucks <laughs> milwaukee bucks style yeah so 
Nice. So yeah, I, I and used to buy. I used to buy that sports stratomatic game at Twilight Booking Game. That's nice. Where, that's where we used yeah. to go and get it up on uh, Salina Street. So yeah, across from the titty bar. Yep. yep. It's not titty. quite. It's a little further down, but yeah. it wasn't. It's kitty corner. Yeah. So you get your game, you go to the titty bar, you can multitask at the same time. You get your game, and then you get your game on. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. So, All right. Are we are we ready to throw it to break? Wait, wait, wait. I got something. To... So I got fired from my job at the bank today. At the bank. What? Wait a minute. Lady asked me to check her balance. So I pushed her over. Oh. <laughs> you dick. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that's great. <laughs> All, All right. right. What? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Stick with us. We'll be right back. Looking for the hottest new comic on the shelf or a key back issue to complete your run? How about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for? Come to Collectibles Galore, located in North Syracuse with ample off-street parking. Collectibles Galore has a huge selection of comics, toys, and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else. Comics Galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection. New customers get 15% off their first purchase in-store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is THE king of comics. decide to side ride a VO scooter down the street steering with one hand like a motherfucking gangster gangster of rideshare scooters that is here's the news first up 
God take the queen. The biggest news since our last show is clearly the death of Queen Elizabeth II. For almost two weeks now, the news cycle has been full of nothing but her life and death. Now, I know more about the royal family than I ever wanted to know. And I really don't feel like jokes are appropriate here. What I did learn is she seemed to be a pretty remarkable woman. And uh, I do have to wonder how her son is feeling, though. Uh, did the new King Charles actually want to be king? I mean, maybe 40 years ago, but he's 73. He's the age most people die at, just getting his first job now. He's too old to enjoy the perks of being a king. Can you imagine getting your first job eight years after all your friends retired? I mean, the shit you would get for that. As of this recording, he has made it 13 days, which actually puts him second to last in reigns by length of time, if you can believe it or not. The shortest reign by a British monarch is nine days. But still, imagine switching careers in your 70s. Next up, adding insult to incels. Brie Larson, the Captain Marvel actress that insecure men seem to hate the most, is one of the latest celebrities to be added to the battle royal game Fortnite. In what is so ironic it almost tears the universe in half, a user tweeted out this week, I am so fucking tired of getting killed by at Brie Larson. Imagine their surprise when the real Brie Larson, not someone wearing her skin in the game, responded to that tweet saying, then try harder not to get killed by at Brie Larson. <laughs> so she basically told him to get good. Talk about a sick burn. That's like Ronald McDonald choking to death on a chicken nugget. The irony itself is ironic. And finally, beyond Momita. There's a callback no one wants to remember. Over the weekend, Beyond Meat COO Doug Ramsey was arrested for felony battery and making threats outside of a football game. Keeping with the theme of irony this week, it's not so much that this is surprising or newsworthy. It's a fact, the fact that apparently during the altercation, he punched out the guy's window and bit the guy's nose, ripping the flesh. I get that Beyond Meat wants to find alternatives to eating animals, but I don't think human meat is going to be any more acceptable. I mean, there are face-eating drug addicts in Florida every week, but the COO with the biggest fake meat company going all 28 days later on a stranger's schnoz did not expect that one. Apparently, rabid savagery is one of the benefits of a meat-free diet. Who would have thought? And that's the news, kids. Now, I considered writing a parody of Alanis Morissette's Ironic using the news items to close the segment, but that would just be fucking stupid. And now I have that song stuck in my head, which replaced yellow cards, lights, and sounds, which has been stuck in my head since I recalled that the video game Burnout Revenge had a great soundtrack two days ago. I could go on, but I really just need meds or a marijuana habit. I exhaust me. Also, don't cook your chicken in NyQuil, you fucking chucklehead derptards. This should not have to be said. You are dragging down our collective IQ. Paul? In other news, goats do not have upper teeth. Upper front teeth, I'm sorry. <laughs> Back to you, Corbs. What? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. Everyone to Google. I feel you do. I feel you do. Uh -huh. How do they eat tin cans then with no front teeth? Probably the same way they eat corn on the cob. Oh, look at that. Some wicked okay. bottom teeth and a bone plate on top. Right. <laughs> kind of, kind of like a cutting board on the top of their mouth. I'm still trying to figure out the. Cooking chicken, chicken in NyQuil. Oh, you haven't heard about that? It's oh, the God. sleepy chicken sandwich. It's on TikTok now. People are cooking chicken breasts in NyQuil. It's fucking stupid. 
Yeah. That's the word I was Yeah. It's taking over that little boy eating corn. <laughs> I like corn. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't either. It's a viral TikTok video. <laughs> oh, wait, what did Roman Reigns say about Logan or Jake Paul or Logan Paul? Oh, yeah, Jack, I'm not a 15 year old girl. I don't know shit about TikTok. <laughs> what do you got for us, Corbs? <laughs> uh, for, for this week, sports wise, um, only real big sports, well, a couple of big sports things. You got football's back, and you know, we're not, well, we won't get into that right now because I'm kind of pissed. But besides the point, um, uh, for sports-wise, you got the President's Cup this weekend for golf. Starts tomorrow. Um, it's USA versus the international team. Uh, every year, every other year, they do that. And then every other year, every other year, besides that, they do the Ryder Cup, which is USA versus Europe. Uh, the US, the President's Cup, which is USA versus everybody else but Europe. They're playing this year, and the United States has won the last eight so, um, so it should be fun. It should be interesting to, to, to watch. It's being played. I think it's being played in Spain this year. So it's in the international um, venue. They do back and forth every year. They go overseas and then they come here two years later, and then we go back there, back and forth, back and forth. And so, um, so that's it for this year. I mean, you know, I'd like to see the USA win again, but at some point, the European team is going to win. Uh, none of the live players are playing on either side. They're not being allowed to play on either side. Uh, I did see in the news where they, the live CEO, which is Greg Norman, um, has said that he does not want to talk with the PGA. They tried to do that ahead of time. The PGA did not want to do that. So now they're saying, well, you didn't want to do it at that time. We're not going to do it at this time. Um, so the PGA, I think, does realize that this is not going away and they're going to need to make some concessions to keep this peaceful. So hopefully they, they realize that, that that's what's, uh, that's what's going to need to happen. Hopefully both sides come together here at some point and figure this shit out for, for both. I think for both of the tours, the live tour and the PGA tour. Uh, I think if you can have both tours going together with the best players playing in both places, I think it's good for everybody. So, but uh, the players, yeah, yeah. I mean, the Live Tour's got the they got some of the top players out there, so um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see if they do finally come to a common ground. So, and then the big other one is football. Um, my Colts, they suck. Not gonna lie. You get shut out by the Jaguars. That's a that's a new low. <laughs> Not good, Corbs. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't good at all. It really wasn't. Um, the Raiders both lost both of their games by a combined six uh, combined twelve points. Um, they had the game <clears throat> on, on Sunday, and I watched them lose in overtime. That was kind of heartbreaking for the Raider fans. Um, my brother is included in that. My brother's a Raiders fan. Lieutenant Dan is a Raiders fan. Uh, so, uh, Eagles playing pretty well, Jack. I'm very happy right now, 2-0. and um, But it's a long season. Hopefully, people won't figure out Jalen Hurts. It was a great game on Monday night for sure. Yeah. But if you want, um, if you want to pick a couple games, I'll bet you and see what happens. Do you want? Uh, we, can, we can do it. We can talk about it over the weekend. 
Okay, we'll go into week. We'll, uh, yeah, we'll figure out something for, for next week. Jack, why do you want to gamble so much? Do you have a problem, Jack? Yeah, we, we are going to a casino, so why not? We are going to a casino. So that's pretty much it. I mean, the Bills. Um, I know we, we talked about it before that they're 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 going to win a Super Bowl within the next couple of years. Here, they looked uh, pretty dominant in both the season opener and last week's last uh, Monday night. They had a Monday night game last week. Um, I mean, they won both games by I think a combined like thirty points, average of thirty points. Sorry, average of thirty points is what. Mm-hmm. So they're they look pretty unstoppable right now. So they um, once they stop Josh Allen throwing the football and running the football, and they force other guys to run the football. I think that's where they're going to come into their their problem. Their their running back isn't the. I mean, he's not bad, but if they can force Josh Allen to hand the ball off more than throw it, I think they're going to have a bit of a problem. So. Should be a good weekend though, like rivalry weekend. Like Eagles play the Commanders. Like Carson Wentz is going to play Philly again, but the Bills are playing the Dolphins. Like two or three six touchdowns last weekend, and yep. they're against the Bills. So, what's your take with some of the games this weekend? A little bit though. What do you uh, think? This weekend, I, I mean, uh, I, I'm interested in the Bills and the Dolphins. The Dolphins have looked good. Um, I mean, coming back against the Ravens in the fourth quarter was pretty good. Um, the, I mean, the Bills, I mean, like I said, if they can, uh, if they can force the Bills to run the football, I think they've got a, sh- the Dolphins have got a shot. I think the Eagles, uh, they definitely got a shot against the Commanders. I really do. I mean, I don't see the Commanders as being that good. Um, they've played some pretty good teams. Um, I mean, not great teams, but they're in a tough division. That whole division is just straight up tough. I think it's a t- one of the toughest divisions in the it's the toughest division in the NFC, and I think it's one of the toughest in football all in general. Which it's between them and what is it, the South with the, the AFC West or whatever it is with the Raiders, and those are the two toughest divisions. I think you don't really have a clear favorite in either division. The Eagles right now are the are the front runners, but the Giants aren't so bad. Um, Saquon's been running the ball really well, so. Be nice to see the two of them when that two of them play to see how it goes. So and this will be a this will be the weekend to find out if the Dolphins are for real. Um, if they can hang with the Bills, I think they got a shot uh, to to make the playoffs this year. So, uh, so that's all I got. Nice. All right. So why don't we move it right along to Jack's erroneous random questions of the week. All right. All right. So like, let's do this this week. So everybody likes to guess all their answers. You get one guess per question. So make it a good guess. So speed things up. I know. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So in the book or movie, Willy Wonka, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, (gasps) call it. There you go. Name all the golden ticket winners. What? In order. And how many were there? There's five total. My answer is fuck you, Jack. There was five total, right? Is that your guess with the number? Yeah. Okay. God, can't. <laughs> I only remember one of their names. And everyone's like, yes. Then like, fuck. <laughs> no, I wasn't de- like, yes. That's detail that I would never, I would never even. I mean, there was Veruca Salt, right? Yeah, the only one I only know that because there's a band named after. 
<laughs> hey, I never actually watched that movie either version all the way through. I've caught snippets here and there, but the book's way really better for sure, though. I like the book. Uh, I've seen I've seen the original movie many times, many times. <clears throat> Don't remember any Charlie. Right. I think is one of them. It's Hans, Mikey. <laughs> Not Hans, but you're. So it's okay. So it's I say Hans, Mikey, Veruca, Violet, and Charlie. You got five right. There are five winners, and you got in the order. You got one of them. You got two, um, right in the order, but one name wrong. If that makes sense. So, yeah. So I know know Charlie was the last one to win. Charlie Bucket was the last winner. Yes. I can't, I can't remember the exact order, but... Paul's but, writing uh, shit down. Paul, you, you don't want to pay a guess, do you? What? <laughs> I'll you take my to... one guess. Do you want me to no. go last? I Go ahead. Uh, Kev, you want to take uh, a guess? I got, I got nothing. I got nothing. Hugh, you said you're already out. <clears throat> Actually, okay. what I said was, fuck you, Jack, but it meant the same thing. Yeah. All right. Augustus well, yeah, Corbs, you did a good job, though, but you had one right. I'm listening to you, Paul. Go ahead. You really like talking over me today. Mm-hmm. You did too, though. <laughs> no, you told me to take my guess. Augustus Gloop. Uh huh. Mike TV. Mm-hmm. Violet Beauregard. Veruca Salt. Charlie Bucket. You have all the names, but that's not the oh. correct order. Not the how correct order. You, where did you? How did you possibly know all those names? Madison so, was just in the play in the the oh. fall. The okay. November, last okay. November. That that's the one I got wrong. Was I had Hans and it was Augustus. Yes. So you got it right. Augustus Gloop, Veruca Salt, Violet Beauregard, Mike TV, Mike. Charlie. Okay. Okay. Mike and so Mike and Charlie were the last two. I knew Charlie was the last one. I knew yeah, Charlie was last because storytelling. Well, um, who was but, the one? Was it Violet's father that bought all the candy bars to get her a to get her a. No, that was that was Veruca. 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 She was oh, the Veruca. little asshole. Yeah, yeah. yeah she was the the well, little brat. Girl, she fell down the uh, the golden goose. Yep. Fire Bullergard was the one that kept chewing gum and all that. Yes. Yeah, she's the one that ate the blueberry and turned the, the dinner and turned into a giant blueberry. It had to go squeeze her, juice her, whatever. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. the juicer to squeeze. No sexual innuendo there. <laughs> oh God. And then the last one, um, I heard this one actually on another podcast this week, and I thought it was pretty good. Uh, this actress claimed Snoop Dogg was her pot dealer in high school. So this actress in Hollywood claimed that Snoop Dogg was her pot dealer. I have a guess. I have a guess. What? Sandra Bullock. No. Okay. Alicia Silverstone. No, but good guess. Brittany Murphy. No, but good guess. <laughs> Are they good guesses? I don't get it. Nineties blonde actresses are good. Those are good guesses. Corbs, it's your guess. I know. I'm thinking. Nineties blonde actresses. I can only think of one other nineties blonde actress, but we only get one guess, so I'm keeping my. Go ahead if you want. I'll let you guess again. Reese Witherspoon. No. Reese without her spoon. <laughs> That's a good title. 
like that. Can I, can I just say I just saw both the Legally Blonde movies just the other day. They were on they were on terrestrial TV, uh-huh. and I sat here and I laughed my freaking ass off. I like those movies. What? They are not bad. I'll give you that. What's that? No, the, those movies aren't bad. And Kev, I'm going with him on it. But what is your oh. guess, Corbs? Thank oh, you. Okay. Can't remember. I had a name and I could, it fucking jumped out of my head. I hate when that happens. I was gonna. I was gonna say Winona Ryder, but I know it's not her. I got nothing, man. Cameron Diaz. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Nice. Back to you, sir. He was my he was my drug dealer too. <laughs> All right. So before we throw it to break, I'm going to do, as I've been doing, and uh, throw my weekly topic at you guys. <clears throat> and this one kind of references back to the beginning of the show. What TV or movie death hit you the hardest? <laughs> All right. Wait, wait, wait. Here we go. I got something else for you. <laughs> <laughs> what? I told my girlfriend to embrace her mistakes. So she gave me a hug. Exactly what I would have done. Yes. (laughs) My God. All right, folks, we'll be right back. new comic on the shelf or a key back issue to complete your run how about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for come to collectibles galore located in north syracuse with ample off-street parking collectibles galore has a huge selection of comics toys and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else comics galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection new customers get 15 percent off their first purchase in store collectibles galore for all of your pop culture needs Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is the king of comics.
that music means it's time for our weekly topic. Let me reiterate what it was. What TV or movie death hit you the hardest? Well, I'll go first. Um, mine would have been the death of uh, Winifred Burkle on Angel, um, the uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer spinoff. Um, she was played by Amy. Actually, I had to look it up. Um, crap. I wish I had looked this up. Anyway, um, I guess I should have uh, been more Amy Acker, I think. Um, so anyway, the, the storyline is she was a long running character. Um, she died. But she didn't really go away. I mean, first of all, when she died, her last words were, why can't I stay, which were tr was tragic. Oof. And as she as she died, she was what was happening is she was being taken over by a demon named Illyria, who's an evil badass who continued to inhabit her body till the end of the series. Now, Fred mm -hmm. was a very um, mousy, you know, quiet, but but powerful female character and everybody just loved her. And it was such a tragic way for the character to go, but the actress not to go. So you, everybody on the show still had to see her every single week, you Oof. know, and, and it tore them apart because she wasn't the same person and she never came back. It wasn't one of those, Oh, we have to get her back. She's gone. Wow. Just completely gone. And it, it was, it was sad. And just, you know, why can't I stay just tragic last words that hit me pretty hard yeah that's that's pretty bad all right and it was amy ecker uh Q. yeah that's what i thought all right corbs you want to hit us with it sure what am i hitting you with <laughs> your answer <laughs> uh well i mean obviously you know for me it's it's ob on sons of anarchy yeah that's um, that's what i expected yeah i mean that's that one i mean just watching that happen. There's there's a whole story behind it, and I'll get into the story. But just watching that happen at that time, it was so it was so moving just to to know that even though the main character, which is Charlie Hunnam, Jax Teller, and Opie, they grew up together. They grew up in a club together. Their fathers were founding members to the club, um, so they they've known each other their entire lives. They've been best friends. Their only dream was to join the club together and and run the club together. Um, they had their differences about Jax's stepfather, which was played by Ron Perlman and is, um, so they, they end up in prison on a trumped up charge and it's Jax and Opie and Chibs and Tick, all four of them are in jail. Um, while they're in jail, the prison guards have like a, a fight club that they do and the prisoners fight in and then it's a fight to the death. So um, the main bad guy in that season is Damian Pope. He arranges for the sons to be the one of the guys to go in. Um, but it can't be, it couldn't be Tig because Tig was in there for killing her, uh, Pope's daughter. Yes. And he, wanted, he wanted Tig in jail to suffer and whatnot. So, um, and Jax wouldn't let Chibs go in because Chibs was like, you know, his biggest confidant. Yep. And he wasn't gonna let Opie go in because Opie had, he was a single parent at the time. His wife was killed by another club member. Um, so he wasn't gonna put him in there because he wanted to make, to make sure Opie got out to take care of his kids. Well, Opie threw himself in. Um, and, you know, 
got in got in there and it was uh, three against one and they you know he held his own for a while but obviously three against one you're going to end up um, on the wrong side of the of the table and you know just to watch this this guy who had given his life basically giving his life to the club he'd given up everything he had he gave up his family his his wife they all they were all cut short because of the club and to watch him know exactly what he needs to do to make the club a better club he knows that Jax is the right person to lead the club he knows that in order for him to do that he has to be out on the street and he has to to continue what he's doing so he sacrifices himself and you know to watch to have to watch your best friend in the whole world get murdered right in front of you and there's nothing you can do you have to watch it happen that's what Jax mm-hmm. went through um, so that's that to me and you know you can see it coming, but I mean, just to watch it happen, I was like, I think I, I think I sat at, stared at the TV for a good 10 minutes with my jaw open going, what the fuck just happened? You know, a tear running down my, running down my face. Cause I, I mean, I love OB. Paul knows this. He bought me the figurine of OB, which I still have. Um, it's still in its case. I haven't even opened it. So um, just to watch mm. that. The story behind it is, you know, when they were they were showing it, you know, when they were talking about it I, on the DVD, um, I think the next season or something like that, or they didn't season, they were talking about it. When he was, when they were showing the scene where he's on his knees and he looks up and he smiles and he puts his hand out, all of the, the cast members from the, from the club are in that, you can't see them. They're in the booth and they're all staring at him. That's why he has a smile on his face. Because he sees these guys in there and they're, you know, standing there watching the scene so it's just moving and then they show i don't know if i don't remember it was on the dvd but what they did is if oh you remember the show he had that real big bushy red beard mm-hmm. they actually trim it in the after show they all the cast members they take are you telling me about this yeah they take a, a, a katana and they trim his beard. They all take a piece of his beard, and he trimmed, that's how he trimmed it up. He, they, they would cut off a piece, and they'd give it to Jax, took a piece, and it's just a moving thing. The whole the whole story behind it is moving, and the, just the scene is, is it? I, I've seen <coughs> on, you know, on Google or whatever, they talk about the top 10 biggest death scenes, and it's always in there. It's oh, that yeah. moving. It's, a, it's just, it's such a moving scene, and just to, like, my brother, I started watching it again, and he said the same thing, you know, he's when he's closely laid up. So, but, um, so it just, for me, that's just the epitome of a great scene. So, so I, I have all, I mean, I have other ones, but that one by far takes the cake. The other one that to me is moving is something that happens off screen in MASH after at the end of season three, but Henry Blake dies. Mm. So, you know, that, that, that's, that was moving. tough. That yeah. was tough. You know, you know, the story behind that scene, right? There's another story behind that scene too. <clears throat> so all week long, they're doing the episode. They don't have the last page. Nobody's got the last page. They don't know. They don't know the ending to the movie. They don't know the ending wow. to the actual, the actual TV show at that point. Just before Radar goes into the OR, they hand him the sheet of paper and say, "Read this line. You have to read this line." Oh. All the re- all the reactions in that, in that in that room are genuine reactions. Nobody knew wow. it was coming, including Gary Berghoff. Oh my that's God. Why, that's why he walks in with no mask on, no nothing. Like they said, all right, scene, here's what you have to read. And he had to walk in. I never knew that. 
Yeah, that's that comes from having a family that loves the TV show. And I we had the yeah. we, had, we had the VHS copies. We had the DVD. We, we started buying the wow. DVD copies and stuff like that. So yep. yeah, that was, I, that was a tough one. That 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 little piece of uh, trivia just makes it a little bit more interesting. Mm. So wow. Wow. What what is the line? I have no idea what you're talking about. So, so Henry Blake is the CEO for Mash the first three seasons, and he gets his orders to go home. So he makes the plan to go home. You know, they're sending him home, and he walks in and he and Raider says, "I have, I have a bulletin." Henry Blake's plane was shot down over the Sea of Japan. It spun in. There were no survivors, and that's it. That's the line, and then. It's completely silent. People are sobbing, crying, all that stuff. You don't. Yeah. So, and then after that, if you notice, and I don't know which of you guys. No, watched. I've never watched. I mean, okay. I'm sure. I think Kevin. I'm assuming you've watched. Love, love, mash, yeah. love, mash. If you notice, after that, none of the main characters are killed. Oh, you're right. Wow. Yeah, none of none of them get sent home either. No. Except, oh. except for except for uh, except for, for Frank Burns, he gets sent home. Yeah, they, they, they switched that character, yeah. Yeah. Yep. But none of none of the, none of the, none of the other characters die after. For that show being some comedic stuff, but at the end though, where Alan Alda's like crying at the end, like that gets you too. It's like it oh my God. That, that, the end of that the end movie for that TV show. I I can't I cry every time I watch it. There was there was a there was a couple of times, you know, you know, a handful of times when they when they made a serious statement yep. in the show and, you know, they really stick out, you know, yeah. it's, when it wasn't all fun and games. Yeah. And, and, and you, if you notice in the, in the TV show, there was always a little bit of, of drama and stuff like that, but it was all, I mean, they always tried to keep yeah. it lighthearted and stuff like that, yeah. but you're right. There are a few episodes where it's just yeah. like serious drama because it, it's, it's a, it's a war. It's a TV show about a war. Right. <laughs> And they're trying to you're trying to make it funny and it worked. Um, you couldn't make that TV show now. Some of the stuff that was done in that TV show you could never pass off now. Yeah. So, but yeah, that I mean, I still watch the, the reruns on TV Land on every morning from nine to eleven, and that's on the TV when I'm at work. So, <laughs> so and I've seen every episode, I'll say thirty times, and still to this day, laugh at all the same jokes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It, it's a show that it's a show that resonates still, and there's only a few shows that I think that are like that. And you know, I talk about my mom and I talk about that all the time. Mash is one of them. Yeah. The Big Bang yeah. Theory is another one. I still laugh at the same jokes at that at that TV show. Um, I, I don't get why there, there's a lot of people in IT that don't find Big Bang funny, and I think those people take themselves entirely too seriously. Yep, that show is just I, I, same thing. I watch reruns every night. I watch. Mm -hmm. TBS has got them on every single night, or TNT with one of the two has them on every night. And I'll sit in my room, or I'll sit out here in the living room with my mom. We still watch it, still laugh at the same jokes. Yeah, still, kiss your pants, laugh at the jokes. Yeah. So, all right, who's next? I got to go last because I'm still thinking. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. Um, I'll hit on Man's Best Friend for sure. So, um, one of the, my favorite movies when I was a kid was My Dog Skip. So um, Frankie Muniz had a Jack Russell Terrier. So at, right at the end of the movie, um, he's watching him go away on the bus and all that. He's a grown adult. And Harry Connick Jr. is like the narrator of this movie, which is really cool. So um, you just hear Harry Connick Jr.'s voice. Like, I still remember the lines. It's like, 
just a very baritone, very mellow voice. You know how your dog always waits up for you and all that. They just like show the dog in the last couple scenes. And like he's like, the dog tries to get on the bed. He can't get on the bed. So the uh, dog is feeble with arthritis. Kevin Bacon's the father in the movie. Um, never really liked the dog as much, but he really cares about the dog. But you're just watching, like you're watching this whole movie because this dog made Frankie Muniz a better person at the end of the day, which is really cool. The beginning of the movie, you just see like these eyes looking over like Frankie Muniz's room. You think it's like Kevin Bacon's Frankie Muniz character, but it's Skip the dog that's watching his um, master, his um, master's life unfold, playing football with the guys, writing a book or just getting his first girlfriend and all that. He's like just watching all these fun things. But like just right at the end of the movie, um, they don't show it, of course, but they show like Skip's eyes slowly closing. But um, they just say, um, I got a transatlantic phone call one day. Skip died, daddy said. And he says, um, they buried him. Like, I'm remembering the lines. And he's like, we, they buried him under the oak tree in the yard. That it wasn't exactly true. Because they buried him in, like, his baseball jacket. He's like, but he really, really um, um, is, relies in my heart or something like that. Like, it's still, I'm getting choked up with just talking <laughs> about it. Because, well. like... We all have like a dog or a cat or a special like companion growing up. It's like, oh gosh, like, but like that movie, like, like it was on the other day, Emily and I were watching TV. She's like, what's this movie? Like, nope, change the channel, change the channel. I'm not watching that. I can't do that. (laughs) 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 But like, yeah, like, but no joke. Like I was a couple of months ago. I was like, okay, I finished some work. I put the movie on. I'm like, okay, it's that scene. I'm just gonna be strong. Done. Yeah. Done. I can do this. Nope. I start crying like nope. a little baby. No, nope. it's done. Because like, yeah, like you hold those special bonds. I don't care what people say. You have a special bond with those people. They're like they're family to us. So just like when you lose like someone special like that. So like, oh, like when I was trying to say that line to you guys, like I, I probably paraphrased it, but like I'm crying inside and my heart's pumping just talking about it. So my dog skip, good movie. I think it was made in 2000. But watching that scene, really, just seeing that death was really sad. You mean like when my Steam Deck died? Yes. Like, that's the sequel of Paul Hughes' Steam Deck Part 2. <laughs> All right. The Are you, you ready yet, Kev, or you want me to go? The way you described that, Hugh, laying in bed thinking about your best friend, that just, I'll, that'll stick with me for a very long time. <laughs> go, go ahead, Paul. All right. <clears throat> the most impactful TV or movie death for me um, I would have to say was Gus the Goldfish in Moonlight. No, not buying it. No. Okay. What was sad about for you? No. What? Huh? I'm shocked. I'm shocked you went in Moonlight. <laughs> uh, no. I mean, I, I was. I'm playing the swerve there. I mean, you guys all know what I'm about to say. Um, the the biggest one that really got me was the most recent one I watched, and that was watching Dante Hicks die in Clerks Three. Oh, really? Between my affection for the characters and then the circumstances of all of it with everything that I just went through and watched with my dad that had just way too close to home. And it really, it it fucked me me up for days. Like I I was telling you about it. Like I wasn't right for days afterwards. I can see that. It it screwed with me. And I'm wondering if it wouldn't have been so impactful if I didn't just go through all that stuff with my dad a few months ago. Yeah. But just, I mean, it would, would, when they were wheeling them out and they've got like uh, basically the jumpstart kit like in his lap. Yeah. And I'm like, yep, that's fucking real. Like, that's what I watched. Like, 
<clears throat> I mean, thankfully, my my ending was a little bit better, um, because Dad's still with us. But it 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 hurt a lot, and like I, I'm sure these guys that were there had tears roll, but I outright fucking cried during during his death scene. Here's a question for you: When we were at this the skinny the the that um that con down in Saratoga, yeah. When we were there, do you think they knew the script for Clerks 3 at that time? They had already... It was like, all done. Yeah, I think it was done. Oh. <clears throat> and now that you mention it, Anderson said to me, this one's really going to surprise you. Oh, I no just shit. thought so about that. It was all done. It was all... Yeah, I didn't, they oh, were done. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because okay. they had finished filming in September because they had finished filming right before Kristen and I went to Red Bank. Like, literally, like, within a week that they had packed up and they were gone, and so it was done. You were talking about you were hoping they would still be filming when you went down there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I forgot about that. But... Well, I heard of... he rewrote a little bit of it, too, because he did have the falling out with Jeff Anderson a little bit. So... Oh, no, no, no. There was a completely different did... Clerks 3 script. Exactly. First. That's what... Yes. Whole different story. And that was the one that they read at the Playhouse for like some charity thing, and then when when he had the heart attack, he he wrote the whole new script for Clerks Three and got Jeff on board with it, and this is what we got now. So, um, I'm hoping they will release something with the original script because I really want to find out what that was. This isn't Clerks Three talk anymore. This was Kev. Are you uh-huh. ready? Uh huh. Uh huh. I was just gonna go take a nap, but whatever. Um. <laughs> So I'm I'm sitting here trying to rack my brain. I know there had to be something that you know ripped at me emotionally. And you know, here's the things I can come up with. Okay, so I was you know high school whatever that whole time was you know late you know mid late eighties. Um, you know I was a big fan of Magnum PI. Watched the show every day, and it was still going when I went in the service. So I never saw the end of the series. Not long ago, and I mean, this is years and years later, not long ago, I finally saw the ending of the original series, and Magnum died in the really? series. I didn't know I that. I thought they left it kind of open, like they hinted he died, but he might have... Well, okay. I, I, I don't know. I Because just... he was on his deathbed, and they were all around him, and all of his you know friends were there, including his you know the woman that had played his ex-wife and all that they were all around him so you're right maybe he just was in a coma he didn't really die i i, I don't know okay i just making sure yeah. I, I don't know i, I don't I honestly remember, yeah. know i thought i thought he died but so that one that one bugged me it, it didn't really like you know, tear in the eye or nothing like that it just kind of bugged me i'm like well that's a shitty way to end the series um the other one that the other one i can think of that um that that might have really kind of bothered me and i think it bothered me because of the way it happened and i was also connected to the characters at the time were how abraham and glenn died in the walking dead that was that was pretty impactful that was pretty hard mm-hmm. for me to watch i was never a walking dead i don't know if i you know if anybody has doesn't know this i was never a walking dead comic book reader and i specifically didn't read the books while the show was on and while i was invested in the show because I was interested in having it unfold for me, however the writers were doing that. And now I am so incredibly disenchanted with it because those same people are a bunch of fucking idiots that don't know their ass from a hole in the ground. And I don't really care if a shit if I ever see anything Walking Dead ever again. So there's that. 
Um, so it kind of soured the whole the whole thing for me. But that 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 bothered me at the time. That really that kind of got to me. Um, and then there, then the most recent one I can think of is a character that I I I appreciated what he did for the main character of the show, um, how this character was pivotal, I believe, to how our main character kind of changed in the way he, his outlook on life and other lives other than his own and other than his own group of people changed. And I'm speaking about Quill in um, the season one of, um, I think it was season one of um, mm -hmm. Mandalorian. We, you know, I, I was invested in that character. Who the fuck ever not knew I'd ever give a shit about an Ugnaught. But here we are. Um, it bothered me that we had to lose him when it seemed to me like he still had a lot to offer, you know, Mando and the series. But there again, it's my belief that the, the, the pivotal nature of what he did for the Mandalorian was solidified by the fact that he died for him so so that's you know that's that's a big deal that's a big deal and it wasn't just quail it was also ig11 you know uh, mm -hmm. that, that died you know for the for mando and he, and he he started to realize hey wait a minute my my, my thought process my my beliefs you know they're 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 not so written in stone you know so it's 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 character development right and that's that's the things that that impacted them all. So I don't really have anything else that I can think of that I was like I was really shocked about. Um, Kevin, just uh, I looked it up while you were talking. Um, yeah, he got hurt at the end of the seventh season. He got to say goodbye to his family as a spirit before heading off oh. into the afterlife. Oh. But wow. then, because of an outcry of people and money, he just wakes up in the hospital beginning of season eight in a shortened season eight, and he oh. ends the series. There's a season eight you haven't seen, and the show ends with him. Um, well, I don't know if you want me to say this now. Walking out of a hospital to a bunch of dead people walking. No, but no, that that's not. It ends uh, with ends on a happy note. I don't want to ruin it for you because it sounds like you didn't know there was an eighth season. So I don't even care. I don't care. Okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, you have modeled your whole look after the guy, so I thought maybe you're right. Yes, I did exactly. That's exactly what I did on on purpose. <laughs> all right that's uh, another topic that had legs i like it <clears throat> nice corpse all right so guys what are you watching it's only one thing handmaid's tale is back i fucking hate june osborne she started off as a good character and now she's just a stupid horrible selfish bitch of a person who deserves every bad thing that happens to her and I don't know if you're allowed to say that because Handmaid's Tale is supposed to be some, you know, woman power thing. And I'm like, I'm all behind it and everything. But I don't know if like the everybody hates her or if it's just me because I'm watching this going, fuck, just stop. Just stop making more problems for yourself and everybody that cares about you. Fuck. That and Dude, tales we're of the gonna get anywhere if you keep holding it back, buddy. I know, I, I know, <laughs> I know people in real life that I think that about. Anyway, go ahead. And tales of the Walking Dead. Fuck me. Just. I still haven't anyone... watched that. <laughs> I, I finally saw that the second episode that you guys kept oh, talking did about. You, did you? The fucking Groundhog Day episode. <sighs> the 
No. I, Just I, wait I, till you get to the ghost episode. We get ghosts now. Oh, good God. Jesus. No, not doing it. No, I think we're done with it too. I, I've moved on. Like, there's new shows starting, so I've moved on to other things. Like, just like I'm not, I'm not going back to that. I don't think. So, but I'm not going to jump in the middle of everybody. Doesn't, doesn't the dead come back? A couple weeks, right? Two weeks is it? The, the should be soon, fourth, yeah. or third or fourth, or is it the weekend after that? Right, it's, it's soon. I don't know. It's October, it's October which is next weekend. Yeah. yeah. So. All right, just making sure I'm on the right page. I did right. see a cool uh, documentary uh, with the late uh, Bernie Mac, that actor. That was pretty cool. Um, apparently, so like, there's a show. Uh, it's like forensic sciences, like autopsy, last hours of. Uh, last hours, yes, I've seen that show. Not the one about Bernie Mac, but I've seen other. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. Like he died of uh, pneumonia at 50 years old, but they went in deeper detail. So um, it's kind of cool. Bernie Mac was always a guy that was on the go before his comedic um career uh, started up so apparently what they found in his like autopsy a little bit because he used to do odd jobs he used to like do like construction and all that you know when you work construction like you breathe in like asbestos and all that so he didn't wear like those facial masks so like they found that like in his like lungs and his like mm -hmm. heart so like they said that play yes of course he died of pneumonia but they said this also played a contributing factor in it so i'm um, sure right. I, I like to have, i like those because sometimes they'll actually say well could this have been prevented? Correct. Could, if, if he had worn the mask, Correct. Could, could he? Could this have been prevented? Could he have overcome the pneumonia later on in his life? Like they did one on like Marlon Brando too. And Marlon Brando apparently in his house and his vents and his, in his house, the vents, they had mold in his house, which is weird. So like they said, he was breathing in like mold towards the end of his life. So that's kind of oh, fucked up too. Yeah. But that's about it. That's what I was watching. All right. Mold and asbestos. <laughs> Perfect. Corbs? Uh, I watched the three episodes of Endor. That's about all I've Nice. I know. I know Kevin's also finished that one. Uh, Hugh, you did as well so far, right? Yeah. Yep. It was good. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. So I'm, I'm looking to catch up. I, it's, it's Wednesdays suck. I, I literally get home 15 minutes before it's time for us to record on Wednesdays. So, <clears throat> um, and or She Hulk. Yes. Watched, watched a couple of movies, but um, we also restarted a series on Netflix that we had started and we forgot about and we went back and we watched it over again. So now we're caught up to like, I don't know, episode three or something like that. The Sandman. You guys hear about it? Oh, that's the, the Neil Gaiman one. Netflix? Yeah, you need to finish that because that's how Netflix decides if they're going to re uh, renew things like that. Oh, if people complete the series. Oh, okay. No, we like it. We're gonna we're gonna watch it. I have to start that one. <clears throat> Seriously, if Sandman gets canceled, I'm blaming you, Paul. Okay. And you. Oh, uh, good. Have if you don't finish it. Oh, come on. Just stay with Paul. <laughs> blame Paul for everything. Yeah. I have broad shoulders. I'm okay with this. Everybody else blames you. Sandman is probably the very best thing that Netflix has ever made. That's what I keep really? hearing. Yeah. Yes. Really? I mean, we like it. I mean, so yeah. I, I mean, if you're going to talk an adaptation, accuracy, and a, a content that actually has cultural meaning, I, I mean, I know it's 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 fantasy, but 
in the respect that you know sandman kind of made comics literature as opposed to comic books um you know it had a huge impact on that landscape and it is a work of art it is a classic it is on the level of things like shakespeare like 200 years from now they will be looking at sandman like we look at shakespeare and things like that um so in that context yes it's the best thing netflix has ever produced because it's incredibly accurate as accurate as you can be with modern sensibilities um like i can't find a fault with the show and i've got all 10 volumes to my my left over here oh well and so i'm i'm a big fan i'm just excellent excellent show outstanding yeah, and, I, and that's one I really do want to watch. And you couldn't, you, it took this long to get made. Nobody could pick it up and redo it again. No one's right. going to, you know, pick it up from them now. If it just, it, God, I hope they can bring it to, it's one of those things that has to have a beginning and an end. Or, you know, it's the balance is off in the universe. Well, there's that. Yes. All right. Uh, only thing I've, I've watched is the um, reboot of, quantum leap i think this was all right it was a good show i like it i like the fact that it's a continuation not not a start over forgot all about um, it. it it was good it was cool i like it it's it's very interesting it's it's more of the same but it, it's a little modernized it, was, it felt rushed and they spent a lot of time with the team whereas the, the original show they spent more time just with you know it was all beckett and you didn't really see them. So if they're going to have to split their time between uh, the guy leaving and the team, that's going to affect how well they can develop those storylines. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little okay. concerned about that. Uh, but it, yeah, it was it was good. It was. I, I enjoyed what, it. Yeah. What, what's it on? NBC. NBC. It's, uh, yep. It'll be. It's already on Peacock. I think it was yeah, the next day or something. Yeah. So that's yeah. Where we watched it. So on Tuesdays it'll be on Peacock. So. No, I won't see any of it then. Sorry. Or it's on NBC proper on Monday nights. Corbs. So is it the is it the same concept? Like he's jumping from yeah. person to person, like like Beckett did. In yep. the original, he jumps, and then whatever happens, he jumps to the next. He can't go home. It's a she, though, isn't it? No, it's a he. It's another. It's a guy. Oh, um, the the uh, Raymond hologram Park. is a woman. Is, is a woman. Yeah. That's what it yeah. was. Uh, it's got some cool twist to it that if you're gonna try and watch it, I'm, I'm gonna, I don't want to ruin it for you. Yeah, yeah, and and we don't even know if it's exactly like the old series. I mean, it it seems like it at face value, but there's some other shit going on. So yeah, oh. yeah. And I was thinking to myself, man, that and La Brea together on the same night would give NBC a family friend friendly fantasy, you know, two for one punch. I don't know why they're not doing that. Maybe they will after they listen to this. Maybe, Maybe they'll be like, God damn it, he was right. I mean, that's Destination Television right there. La Brea was something I wanted to see, too, and I don't remember to see the... It's on uh, somewhere. NBC, NBC. probably also Peacock. Yeah. Yeah. New season should be starting any time now. Yeah, I saw previews for it, so Mm -hmm. I think it's it's within the next few weeks. Yeah, that's a great show as well. Nice. Yeah, it's another one I wanted to to watch, and I I missed the first couple episodes, so I was like, well, fuck that idea. (laughs) Nice. Dude, uh, we live in 2022. There's no missing in ep- first few episodes. They're all there somewhere for you to go. There's grab. a way. Yes. I don't live in 2022. I live in North Syracuse. <laughs> all right. Are, are we done talking about TV? Because I actually have yes. a WTF file for you guys. Ooh, what's that? No, you don't. Don't lie. What's that? Boom. Hit it. 
<clears throat> All right. So uh, let me start by saying that I believe everyone should be who they want to be. Okay. Male, female, non-binary, attack helicopter, whatever. You're getting us canceled, aren't you? Possibly. Let's see. So pronouns are important. Yes. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, hold on. I just realized I have to, to do something here to make this work. Um, bear with me one second. Now you're on the spot. Come yep. on, Paul. Why there is it taking so long? Okay. <clears throat> so again, yes, pronouns are important, right? Mm -hmm. Well, it can apparently go too damn far. Let me set the scene for you. I was in an establishment this afternoon, had a container that needed to be washed out, went to the sink, washed the thing out, and I just discovered this sign that reads, a thoughtful, kind, considerate person cleans up his or her own mess. Thank you, with an exclamation point. Message is clear, right, guys? Clear Very up after yourself. Yes. Very clear. Well, at least it used to be before the pronoun police felt they needed to do some avenging. Uh, as you guys can see right now, guys, check your text messages. Viewers, look right here. That uh, That is definitely a strip of black construction paper with the word there written on it and uh, glued over the his or her. Okay. Wow. Seriously, guys, what the fuck? So, so where's the joke? I mean, I get that. You know, his or her is is binary. So, I mean, we now live in a nine binary binary world. What's wrong with there? It's not like you know, they said ooga booga or something. <laughs> what's wrong with there isn't so much as what's wrong with like the word there. It's that that someone felt the need to do deface a piece of artwork. Correct. just to make their oh, pronoun so, so, th so this wasn't the people at at the place this was a customer who came in this was someone I, I i don't know who but it was not by the establishment themselves that decided it was probably an employee of the establishment who took issue with it and decided to do this so this it's just if you ask me a pronoun too far i don't know paul i kind of think you're a bigot but I really don't care what you think. Wow. Yeah, I think you're right, Paul, though. They're assholes for doing that. So I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Um, but Maybe that's, they that's don't identify as assholes, Jack. Dig it. Or, okay, them, they, assholes. Asshole, assholing. I identify as an asshole. Let's... I know you do. I think <laughs> we most can identify you as an asshole, too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but that's that's all I had. I, I saw that today. I had to step back and take a picture because I'm like, I have to fucking bring this up on the show. I have to. Because it's been a couple of weeks since we came close to getting canceled. So I yeah. miss our WTF file. <laughs> yeah. Some one. do. Some people do. <laughs> Others don't care to miss it. Um, but that that's all I really got. We got anything else to wrap this up or are we about to call this a night? About to drop some nuggets? I think I will. If at first you don't succeed, then skydiving is definitely not for you. Good night, everybody, and mega bite me, bitches. This has been a Geek Pod Network production. production.